You know, it's true that God works for our good with eternity in view. And for that alone, really, we should be grateful. But is that the extent of God's working for our good? Join us on Table Talk on Covenant's podcast and find out. This past week, Romans 8.28 was sort of our key verse, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. And so many people love to quote that, God's going to work good, God's going to work good, but let's look at the qualifier real quick. My name is Kyle Gatton. I'm one of the pastors here at church. I'm with Sean Shirley. And and Sean, when um, we hear that phrase, God works for those who works for the good, we forget a lot of times of those who love him. So here's the deal. God's going to work good for those who love him. What does that look like? So we have all these definitions of love. We have all these different people thinking about love. And and, and I love seriously what Kerry Newhoff told us one couple of years ago. He, he told them and actually used it in their wedding ceremony. Like is uh, an emotion. Love is a decision. So if we use that sort of as a framework, what's that, what's, what's that look like? You know, those who love God, that's who he's going to work for. Those who love God. What does that love look like? What have you seen that love look like maybe in your life? And, and you, you've been around a lot, lot of believers in, in all of your lifetimes. Oh, wait a second. You only have one lifetime. Well, just one lifetime yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah. 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 So, so <laughs> as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> no, that was a joke. We won't go into all that. But That's uh, next week's episode yeah. of Table Talk. Yeah. So, and love is a decision, but love is also an action word. So it's, uh, you know, if you, if I say that I love my wife and it, that's as far as it goes, then I'm going to have a real problem. I'm going to have a real problem. If I don't, if my, if my actions don't match what I say and, uh, and truth be told, my actions are actually a lot more important than my words. And so, Love in this sense, for those that love, that love God, then there is going to be, there's going to be fruit in your life. You're going to, it's going to be evident of your love for God. It's going to be evident to other people. It's going to be uh, evident to those around you. And, you know, cause you're going, you're going to work, serve just uh, as if unto the Lord. You're going to work and you're going to serve other people and be the hands and feet of Jesus as opposed to, hey, I love God, I love the Lord because I live in the South and I was raised, you know, to uh, to go to church, you know, every Sunday at the most, you know. I mean, we're talking, uh, but truth be told, I go to church once every five, six weeks and, but I'm good. And, you know, and when things, uh, when I feel like I hadn't been in a while or, and I hear this all the time and I'm sure you do too, but when someone has a bad attitude, a lot of times they will realize that. And when they realize that they're being extremely negative, you'll hear words like, oh my goodness, I hadn't been to church in a while. I need to go to church. And 
like that's going to magically fix their attitude problem. Yeah, and and what we've seen, you know, obviously in the last two years, um, people have just quit coming. A lot, a lot of people, truthfully, are online, but but what does how does that translate into how how you how are you loving God? Because I, you know, we got a podcast. So obviously, you're listening to a, to a podcast right now. You're not in a church or anything like that, but you're you're somehow invested because you're listening to this podcast. Um, and maybe you're sitting there listening to this, and you're thinking about, well, it's Easter. I'm I better go to church, right? Well, you and about a couple other thousand people mm-hmm. uh, will be thinking that. Is, is but is that it for the year? And 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 if you go one time a year or two or three times a year, what difference does that make? And going back to originally what you said, if if you if you just simply told your wife Lisa that you love her and did nothing else after that, then you're probably not going to be very married very long, right? right? And so, but we treat God a whole lot different than that. Um, and and we think by by doing a little bit, saying a little bit. Uh, attending a little bit that 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 proves we love him but if 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 it's not backed up with with something else in our lives so where people can see that mm-hmm. right and so and there there's some wonderful people out there particularly in uh in in our church we have people that um that they're engaged in our church. They're inviting people to church. They are letting people know through written messages, text messages, emails. Hey, I'm praying for you. I heard you heard about your need, and and I'm doing. We have some wonderful people uh, that that are doing that. But in the busyness of of our of our congregation, and truthfully, and, and a lot of people in the wiregrass, that um, sometimes you just don't see that the the love of God coming forth, showing forth. To, to where to where you would know, um, and it's it's not like you know when I'm out in public and you're out in pu- public with our wives, you know we don't go overboard a lot of times to right. try to prove that that we love them, but we're seen with them. Mm-hmm. We sit next to them. We we will hold their hand. We'll put our arm around them. We may not do the PDAs, but but people know. Hey, that's that's Sean and that's Sean and Lisa. That's that's Sean's wife. Um, and he's with her, and they see Kyle and Deandra. So, so there's a tangible proof, right, that that we're we're loving our, our spouse. I, I'm just not sure that our that many people in the church know how to mm-hmm. tangibly show the love of God, particularly in public. A lot of times in private, like the code messages and stuff. So, so I think it's a challenge. It is. I think it's a challenge for people. But it's in, in the light of this passage, in light of the teaching this week, it is hugely important. Mm-hmm. It's imperative. Well, we don't have all the answers, obviously, right. on, on this because um, because it is going to look different for for everybody. Because your your, your extroverts going to be out there uh, telling people, "Hey, have you heard about Jesus?" Mm-hmm. You know, the the, in, the introverts maybe not so much. Um, so there's got to be happy medium. Um, you know. You know, some people just, you know, can you just, will you just share that you went to church today? Right. You know, you just, just share. I went to church today. I love worship today. We have some 
you know, Facebook people do this. Facebook people will share. They share stuff about Covenant. Uh, they like stuff or whatever. You know, what, what they do, they check in. The check-ins is Covenant. So there's little small things that we that we do. But if you here, – here's – I guess this would be one barometer I was thinking of, Sean, that if you go out in public and nobody knows that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then that may be a clue. Maybe <laughs> that that may just that just may be the clue. So, so here's the bottom line. Okay, for those who love God, that's who He's going to work for. Okay, now we we heard very strongly uh, this past week that that we know God's working for our eternal good, working it out to for us to be in eternity uh, with Him. And first and foremost, that first and foremost that that is a truth that. That we have to hang on to, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, you you talk to a whole lot of people, particularly believers. That's what they're hanging their hat on. That's what they're counting on, because a lot of people are going through a bunch of stuff. But they, they'll tell you, "Hey, but it's just temporary. I'm gonna be with Jesus one day." Right. Right. So, and and you 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 I know have been a lot around a lot more people like that that are verbal, very verbal yes. with that. Okay. So so here's the deal. Is that all, is that all there is? Is that is that the only place God is working? And I say no. I agree. I what, was a, I What's that you? I was about to say the short answer is no. <laughs> so where where have where have you seen this play out? Well, I can use, you know, uh carrying on with our our theme for the last couple of weeks uh uh, we've we've talked about our parents, and I'll I'll talk about um, my dad, which I talked about at length a couple of weeks ago. But I'll talk about him. You know, he had he had a stroke, and uh, it was one of those things he he didn't know he was having a stroke. The doctors didn't really know he was having a stroke. He just had a severe headache and nausea, and so he goes to the goes to the emergency room. And as this was a Saturday morning, as the day progresses, he just got worse and worse. And you know, five or six o'clock in the afternoon, realizes. He can't swallow. And, you know, in a short two hours after that, by 7 p.m., he was on a ventilator. And he was at Dell Medical Center in Ozark, and he was on a ventilator and being packaged up to be sent to Dothan. And that came as a blow to all of us because literally that morning at 8 o'clock, he was down in the orchestra pit at Flower Center in Ozark doing the music for the high school production of Bye Bye Birdie. So he got up that day perfectly fine. So with that being such a blow, and I won't go into all the details for the sake of time, but I can tell you this, that for a couple of years prior to that, my dad and I had not seen eye to eye. Now we had always been very, very, very close, but we had not seen eye to eye for the last uh, couple of years. And, you know, the bottom line was he was getting older and he was a he was a pretty uh, cantankerous individual the last last couple of years. And. This, you know, if I were to sit back and say what good could come from my dad having a stroke is, you know, about a week into his hospital stay, I went in to see him one night. Um, it was the 10 o'clock visitation and I went in right by myself and I, I, I did that every, every, every night 
at 10 o'clock because the rest of my family would go home. And I went in to talk to him or just to visit with him. Usually that's all it was. Well, this particular night he was awake. He was alert and very coherent. You know, obviously he couldn't speak, but he could nod and he would try to write. And but I mean, you could you could have a conversation with him. And during that time, I was able to make amends with him. We were able to clear up a lot of stuff that had, you know, put and maintained distance between us over the last couple of years. And I saw a change in my dad, like I've, like I never imagined a change I've only heard about in the past, but I saw a change. It was like turning on a dime and he became a very pleasant, he became, I got my dad back. He became the man that he'd been most of my life. And, uh, and so sure he passed away eight weeks later, but looking back, I often think, you know, what if he hadn't, what if this had never happened? What if he were still here today, which of course I wish he was, but would we still be at odds? Would we still be, you know, with this great distance between us? And, and the answer to that is probably yes, probably so. And quite honestly, I would much rather live with the memory of how things ended up than to have him back here and, and there still be that friction and distance between us. And, and obviously you saw that God was working in those moments Mm -hmm. and, and looking back it, they actually become a little sweeter truthfully, but so many people in, in the moment it's hard to see God's working, right? Mm -hmm. You had tangible proof in that hospital room with him that night, but so many people uh, would not. Uh, Like for instance, in that, that, in that whole ordeal, your mom wasn't privy to that initially. Correct. Right. She was, she was later. Right. But, uh, you know, if she had not had privy to that conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, who, who knows what she was be, would be thinking and all, all that, which, which, I'll talk about my dad because I lost my dad in '84. I was a sophomore in at Auburn. Came home uh, for Thanksgiving break, and um, night before Thanksgiving, died right there in the house. Uh, ne- never forget that. And so that was 1984. So here we are, 2022. I had to write write down the math because I'm not very good. That's 38 years. <laughs> That's 38 years that my mom has been on her own, and. And if I ask her, she probably wouldn't say this, but when when I observe what has gone on in her life, I can see that 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 God worked good out of that. Now it wasn't good in the moment because mm-hmm. you know um, my mom was fifty two, fifty three at the time, and um, and so she had to keep working, which which was probably pretty good. Truthfully, she had to keep working because I was still in, I was still in college. She uh, obviously still helping me out a little bit, but she had to learn to do some things um, and, and learn the hard way. But um, but here's what I've I've seen. I can't tell you, and I, and I shared you know even when she's 88 years old, she's taking the old people, right? Right. So, but that that was her life, and that has been her life ever since my dad died. Of course, she was a registered R, a registered nurse. 
at the hospital. So she was used to taking care of people for a living. Mm-hmm. And, and she did that up until whenever she, I don't know, I only remember when she retired, but even after she retired, she kept doing that. And I started thinking, I say, okay, what, what would have happened if dad's still alive? Would she have been able to assist as many people as she's had? And my, my answer would probably be no. Right. That she, she would probably not spend all that time helping people, talking to people, uh, giving money to people. She, w- she wouldn't have done that. Um, so uh, countless people, I think, were touched by her, by her gift of service uh, to, to, to them to help them out for, for whatever that, that is. So, so I can see that in my, my mom's life, that God worked good out of that for her. Um, was there still is there still negatives attached? Absolutely, Dad wasn't at my at my wedding. He hadn't met right. didn't meet my wife or my or my kids, um, and and a bunch of other great grandkids that mm-hmm. uh, and grandkids he never he never met on my sister's uh, sister's side. Uh, so so it you know those are easy for you and I to look at, right? Um, but people in the crucible right now, it, it's sometimes hard hard to see. Um, there's a couple in our church. I highlighted these in a message um, earlier this year. Um, heavily involved in Celebrate Recovery and also in Stephen Ministry, and God worked wonderfully in their life. Man lost his sight, lost his job, was at um, at the at really in danger of losing his house and and everything. And in the midst of this, these folks. Kept coming to church, they kept coming to celebrate recovery. Uh, kept kept talking and and experiencing God's grace in their lives, and uh, things things are working for them right now. Mm-hmm. Things are working. They don't they hardly miss a Sunday. They are there at church every week, and uh, their their son uh, was with me in confirmation for a, uh, for the time that I had that, and. My hunch is, and they told me this, they're just not ready yet. The whole family's going to be baptized here sometime shortly. Goodness. I would imagine. So, uh, so in the midst of that junk that was going on, it was his medical stuff and uh, financial difficulties, God was at work, and, you, and we could see that. We could see it, and they, this couple, testified it. Uh, any other examples that you have? Yeah, I will. Um, well, this isn't, uh, and I hope I'm not getting ahead of you here, but uh, you know the, it. It bears mentioning, and you and I have talked about this, but it bears mentioning that, you know, what happens if you can't see it while it while it's while it's happening? If you can't see God at work in the middle of your trial, what then? How do how do we look at that? Uh, and, and I guess that goes back to how do you define the word good in this passage that God works all things for good? Then what what does that mean? Does that mean that your whatever situation you're in that is that you're going to be you're going to be restored? That everything is going to work out just fine and to your liking and. In my experience, and I shouldn't have said just fine, because yes, things will always with God work out just fine. It just may not be our just fine. But in my experience, what what I have learned the hard way 
is when I go through, when I have been through a very, very difficult time, then if I can come out of that, when I come out of that storm, if I'm a little more patient than I was when I went in, then that's good. And if I'm a little more kind when I come out of that storm than I was when I went in, that's good. And so basically, obviously, those are two of the fruits of the spirit. So if you if you can come through your storm and look more like Jesus than you did when you went in, then to me, that is uh, so much more important than things working out the way we want them to. Yeah, and, and that's really the way Hayes closed out the message. He's ran out of time, truthfully, if you, if you listen to the message from this past week. That was what he's talked about, that, that the, good, the good that God's going to do would make you more like Jesus, closer to Jesus. That's right. And, and, and it, it, if that's the byproduct, if, if that's what comes out of it, then that's, that's very good. Very good. If we, if, we, if we all become a little bit more like Jesus. And, and that's the challenge. For all of us, I believe to to understand and to to realize that God working it is it's just going to look different for all of us, right? Right. Just like just like people working, some people in their jobs you can see them working. They they have a tangible. You when you're making an edit, you're doing stuff like that. You mm-hmm. see a tangible thing. Some people who work, well, some of them read, some of them study. It's That's not, right. Not a, it's so to, to working is just it, it. It looks different, and so we can't pigeonhole God into um, making it work like we think it's going to work. Right. So if we can hone in on okay, how how am I being more like Jesus? Um, how how am I more closer to Jesus uh, in this? And, and I, I think I think that's that's probably the best way for us to lean, the the best way for us to to understand this uh, this verse and this it's really promise. It's, it and I'm gonna throw one little wrench into it because because there has been people that that you know. We can't name them by names, but you can probably think of the old ladies in church that you grew up with that maybe even told you, I've been praying for you, I've been praying for you. Mm-hmm. And there are people that have been praying for the salvation of their child. And many times they die before their child comes to know Jesus. Um, so did God work good there? Absolutely. That child at some point came to know Jesus. That's right. Uh, so God worked good. Didn't it? The lady was praying. The mama was praying for her child to 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 know Jesus. What what happened in that lady's life? Was God working there? Did it? Or did he wait till after? No, it's both and. Right. He was working in her life to draw her closer to him, to rely on him, to say, "Hey, I got this. Right. I got your child. We're good." And then then. Then she had to rely on knowing that God was was there. And how many times have you seen that very scenario play out and the death of that mother or grandmother or parent, grandparent is the pretty much the end of the the rope of self, I'll call it, with with the child, grandchild, whatever. And that 
is the catalyst that drives them to Jesus. And, you know, it's so that's so interesting because I think if you could then if you could have asked those people while they were alive, if you could have said, what if that's what it takes? What if it takes them losing you, your your death in order for them to come to know Jesus? And I promise you, each one of them would have said, bring it on. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. Whatever it takes. Yeah. God, do what only you can do. Not what I can do. That's but right. What you can do. Thank you all for listening today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this um, pretty close to the time it's dropped, we got Easter coming up. Um, great time to invite people to come to church um, because Easter is this an awesome time to do that. Um, people are more open. At this time of year and obviously Christmas Eve, but we're on Easter, so I invite them to ch- church somewhere, wherever you go. You know, if you're coming to Covenant at eight fifteen, nine forty five, and eleven on Sunday, uh, we got some great experiences planned for you. Uh, we'll be talking about the resurrection. Believe it or not, Easter Sunday resurrection. Who knew? Who knew? I know. I know. So, hey, thanks again. Y'all have a blessed week.